Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Cindy Olson. Cindy Olson is the founding partner of Executive Strategic Alliance, where she advises business leaders on how tightly linked business success is to the adoption of emerging technologies and the ever-changing talent landscape. In her role as CHRO of Enron in 1999 through 2002, she led her team to transform the HR function by building the first totally integrated HCM on an SAP platform. At the time of Enron's bankruptcy, her team was in the process of monetizing the investment in that technology by selling an HR managed services offering to the investment banks through a joint venture with Accenture. Because of this experience, she is an advocate of HR leading their decision of the technologies they require and taking accountability in the organization for the talent issue facing every single organization. Well, good afternoon, Cindy. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I also want to just send a big thanks to you for including some of our partners at Executive Strategic Alliance, because I know you've interviewed Dan Roberts and you've interviewed Jeff Mike of Deloitte and the upcoming webinar with Jeff Wald. I just really appreciate that you've done all that and got them on your program. Appreciate it. Awesome. And I appreciate you as well. This is exciting and we can't really wait until the December webinar with Jeff Wald. So thanks again, Cindy. So Cindy, we're going to jump right into the questions here. You've got quite the career working in some large companies, obviously, including Enron. You've got an amazing story there. And now you're a founding executive for Executive Strategic Alliance. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, Brian. So let me start with what inspires me. And I think I've got to go back to my career at Enron to really, for people to really kind of understand why this inspires me. At the time that I was with Enron, I'd been there for 23 years and I was used as a transformational leader across the organization. And then I asked for HR. And I really feel like that foundational experience helped me understand the things that make me passionate about certain things. And the fact that it was Enron that was the last thing on my you know, resume, it's caused me to kind of pivot and make decisions around what does my career look like around those passions. And I think this is finally where I'm landing. And it's the executive strategic clients that I founded and including my two partners that are just amazing, John Fink and Anna Randazzo. We're building a network where we can bring value to C-suite leaders. And because I was one, a Fortune 7 leader in the board room, I feel like I know the things that can help them think more innovatively about their business. And so we bring like world-class thought leaders to our groups and not just the recycled speakers in a city, but we bring like Neil Gandhi of McKinsey and like Jeff Mike of Deloitte and Bob Chapman, CEO of Barry Waymiller and wrote the book, Everybody Matters. And so I'm trying to bring really strong visionary world-class thought leaders to get people thinking about what does that future look like? And then we're adding two components, executive briefings, where we bring the technologies that can actually help these leaders operationalize the vision of the thought leaders. And then interactive roundtable discussions where we can just sit around a table and talk about the issues that everybody's dealing with and how do you really get to where the world-class thought leaders are going? So what inspired me years ago with Enron was being able to be an executive 
that was always thinking about the future and then operationalizing that. And then as far as the secret to my success, I think there's five things. I'm a visionary. I tend to gravitate to very next gen early thinking. And I love that. And I think leaders have got to have a component of that in their DNA. I also, I don't ever accept no. I remember at Enron, we used to always say, no one can't, not in our vocabulary. And our mantra was, we would rather ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. I never really accept no or can't because I believe there's a way to do everything. Thirdly, I don't ever give up. And I think that when I look at my career at Enron, and it's almost been 20 years now, and the things that I've tried to do, because there's been a lot of them and not succeeded, I think I finally nailed where I really can add value to leaders. And I didn't give up. You know, I knew there was another path for me, even though the executive path of a big company was not there for me. And then I truly love people. I like helping people. I like helping leaders be better. I want the workplace to be a place where employees love what they do. And that takes really good leaders. And then finally, I believe that leaders create other leaders. And I never thought about somebody being better than I was as a threat. I felt like if you hired better people than you were and you really developed them, that showed how great a leader you was. So those are the things that I think inspire me and then are some of the reasons for the success I've had in the past. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. You know, sitting at the board table at a Fortune 100, let alone a Fortune 10, right, like you were, is simply amazing. And I'm glad you're taking your experience, your knowledge and sharing back with the world. So thanks again. And Cindy, as you know, everybody globally has had to make major shifts to adapt to this new normal in this pandemic. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy? Yeah, let me start out with what we're doing at ESA. And when we basically started ESA a few years ago, we were doing in-person event, thought leadership events. And all of a sudden, like everyone, right? You're faced with now, how do you go virtual? And we've been able to pivot to virtual pretty effectively. And what's been great about this, reach more people. We were pretty much stuck with inviting people that were in the city, like in St. Louis or in Kansas City or Houston or Washington. D.C. or Atlanta, now we can go outside of that city limit. It doesn't have to be within driving distance because it's a virtual thought leadership group now. And so we've been able to reach more people because of virtual. But I also think that my background has helped me pivot and make changes because we were already in 2000 working from home. We gave everyone a computer in 1999 so they could work from home if they felt like they could. And we were also using that work from home, work from anywhere ability to go out and find global talent. I believe this has launched, the pandemic has launched us into the world that I already knew, which is a world where I think everyone's going to want to stay. And it's reaching more people, having the global marketplace at your fingertips, and quite frankly, getting more, I think, more productivity out of your workforce and promote diversity because people can work anytime they want to. So women with kids, they can work in the evening versus during the normal work hours. I just think that this whole pandemic has been a huge plus for the whole world of work. Also, this was a training that I, you know, I really had with my Enron. And I would, I would say anyone that worked at Enron would say the same thing. We saw change and chaos as an opportunity, always. 
And it was an opportunity to not just make money, but it was an opportunity to make the world better. And so that's why we push for deregulation. That's why we did a lot of things we do. If you have that mindset, then you can pivot and you can make change your friend. Sure. I think we've innovated a lot of ways because of the pandemic. We're kind of forced into that. And that's just the human spirit. We love, not that we love challenges, but sometimes we just have to embrace them and, and figure out how to work. So thanks for sharing that. So Cindy, I'm going to jump into question three here. Are you leveraging any newer emerging technologies within your space? And if not, maybe it's just a new or cool app that's making your life easier. Anything you can share? Well, keep in mind that we're a new small business, but we are definitely leveraging the knowledge of new technologies with our network. And that's one of the things that we bring to our network is new and emerging technologies. And so there are a lot of new cool technologies out there that have really ramped up during the pandemic. And I want to just focus on three, really. So HireVue, most people know them as just a virtual uh, interviewing platform, but we are working with them at ESA to take HireVue to our network because they are now buying pieces and bits of the hiring process. Companies that have, have created, like for instance, they have a partnership now with Microsoft Teams so that now everything's integrated. When you do interview it in Teams, it goes into your HCM. They're doing a lot of things that are really cool around like QR codes. If a driver comes back from a long transportation hall and they think, oh, I would love to interview with another company, they're there's a QR code on their phone that they can get an instant interview. Those are the kinds of things that I think are really cool. The next one is Eightfold. And I don't know if you're familiar with Eightfold. We've become familiar with Eightfold through Deloitte. And they're a startup. They're a late stage startup. And what they do is they allow you to source talent within your organization. And we were doing this at Enron because we felt like between operating companies, we could create better rounded talent if we were able to bring someone from one operating company to another or look for someone with certain skill sets across the company. And they provide the platform to do that. And I will tell you, because I'm really good friends with the CTO of Coke Industries, John Pavetto, that they are actually building something like that within Coke Industries to do exactly that. And then finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention ADP's next gen HCM. Most people see ADP as a payroll provider, but I will tell you their next gen HCM differentiates itself from any of the others because it's cloud native. It's very agile. An HR person can change it. It handles contractors. It handles dynamic teams and it handles pay on demand, which is work today, pay tomorrow. And that's the future of work. So I would say those are the kind of the three cool technologies that we're really excited about sharing with our network. Amazing. I love that. You're right about just sharing the ADP, their cloud native app now. I know a lot of people think that they're just a payroll company, but it's amazing what they've done with their HCM. So thanks for sharing that. That's really important, especially in your space, Cindy. So Cindy, last question. Everybody wants to know a little bit more about Cindy Olson. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in human resources or leadership? This is a great question. I love this question, Brian. I was used as a transformational leader for 20 years inside the business and ran the back office of Enron Capital and Trade as a growing business. And so I did not have HR experience, but in the course of my career, I was touching on the outskirts of HR by leading the culture committee at Enron and leading diversity and inclusion. And as I saw us grow into an intellectual capital company, I realized that our HR wasn't keeping up. 
So I went and asked for HR. I think that if you're planning a career in HR, you need to have business experience. And as I meet a lot of CHROs around the country, many, many of them have come from the business. I'm going to call out someone that that I think is amazing. His name's Matt Hayes. He runs HR for uh, CHS, which is the largest hospital system behind HCA in Nashville. And he used to run a hospital. Then he ran operations for CHS. And then they asked him to run HR. Because I think that the HR function has got to have someone in it that really understands the business. The other thing that I would say is have that transformation mentality on everything that you do. I tell younger people that ask me kind of secret to my success that I always look for a job that needed transformation or cleanup and nobody else wanted to do. Because you can go into that role, use your transformational experience, make things a whole lot better and it's noticed rather than just going into a group and you just maintain the status quo. So I say, look for a mess, look for a mess, raise your hand, volunteer to clean it up. And that's kind of the secret of my success. That's amazing. I love you sharing how you rolled up your sleeves, took on the challenge, volunteered, helped out and and made a difference. So I appreciate that. And Cindy, it was a pleasure having you on today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Brian, thanks again. I really appreciate it. And thanks for giving us the opportunity as, as ESA to be in one of your partners. I appreciate it. Bye for now. 